0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Check this out. Illinois has recreational cannabis, right? What if you want to feel real good without getting high? And how about ordering it online and getting it right to your door? Well, there's this company, Mineral. They do whole plant hemp oil formulations. It's like CBD but it's more than CBD. Mineral grows the hemp in Colorado. They formulate the product in Colorado and they create these organic all plant formulations for anxiety, stress, inflammation, post at home workout and get this, the sleep one. It's fantastic. So what makes them unique is they actually blend these plant components together. Things that the body has like fats and vitamins that actually increase the absorption and effectiveness. So you actually get to feel the benefit of these formulations truly. The guy who founded the company, Mills is his name. He's coming on the show next week and you're going to hear his story. He was in Peru. They tried to take out his colon, but he used cannabis oil to recover instead. I know it sounds trippy, but wait till you hear his story. It's Mineral. It's a beautiful company, beautiful formulations. I love the balance. I love the sleep. It's MineralHealth.co. That's M-I-N-E-R-A-L-H-E-A. L T H dot co, and if you're listening to this podcast, and I know you are, you want to try their formulations, then use code Chicago fifteen. That's Chicago spelled out and the number fifteen. That's C H I C A G O one five. You do that, you'll get fifteen percent off your first order. That's fifteen percent. That's only available for listeners of the podcast. So use that code. Thank you, Mineral, and thank yourselves too because you're going to love this stuff. Cannabis Without the High. That's correct. It's Wednesday, which means Monroe Anderson is with us. You weren't with us last week, Monroe. We really missed you.
1: I I missed you guys, too. I I was working on a writing project.
0: Okay, Monroe's going to... It's a secret writing project. We're not going to talk about it except to say this. He's going to make a lot of money and take care of his good friend, (laughs) Benny J. So I'm (laughs)
1: looking forward to that. Uh, We're going to advertise on the Benny J Show.
0: (laughs) Yes, advertise. Well... There's a couple things I wanted to talk about with Monroe. Uh, Number one, I wanted to uh, highlight some of the (laughs) funnier exchanges Monroe has with uh, Trump nuts, which is kind of redundant. Any person who's for Trump, kind of nutty. Uh, And and also to give, uh, uh, make a concession to Monroe. And so Monroe, I'm going to take this opportunity. I already said this yesterday in the show, but I'm going to say it directly to you. For this segment, okay. uh, I believe that in the aftermath of Wisconsin, which was truly a great triumph for the Democratic Party,
1: yes, yeah. that There's you a ten point differential.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about yeah, Joe Kurovsky. Okay. I, I I love this story, Monroe. Did I right, Doug. Love this story. Okay, so I just want to finish my, the concession. Okay. Uh, for the last few months, I was a little skeptical about some of your claims. I, I, I publicly said, I'm like, I don't know, Monroe. Because Monroe has, from the moment that Donald John Trump was sworn in as president of the United States, uh, in the aftermath of the stupidest thing the, Demar- the American public has done in my lifetime, in that right. electing him, Monroe Anderson has said, Donald Trump is a one-term president. For a while, you were saying he wouldn't even get out of that first term, that he was going to be impeached. I, I think that it was Yeah,
1: all... I put too much faith in the, the principles of the Republican Party.
0: Well, I think it was all a reefer you smoked back in the 70s catching up with you, but whatever. <laughs> it it, it okay, could have been that, too. Uh, so, whatever. Both, both of those probably had a role in it. Uh, but in the aftermath of Wisconsin in which the Republican party did absolutely everything they could to deter Democrats from voting, including a uh, forcing an election in the middle of a pandemic so that Milwaukee, which is the democratic stronghold, reduced the number of polling places from 180 to five Monroe. Just imagine that 180 right. polling places down to five in the face of that, the pivotal race, Supreme Court se- for a Supreme Court seat in the state of Wisconsin, the liberal Democrat, Jill Karofsky, mopped the freaking floor with Danny Kelly, the right-wing MAGA hat-wearing uh, jurist. And, right. th- and that said to me that you were correct, that the American voters have had enough of Donald John Trump.
1: Yes. They have. For good reason. And, um, I, I, I argue with my Trump nut friends on uh, Facebook and they, they're they still insisting that Trump's going to win and my response to that is sure he's going to win uh, we're going to have double digit unemployment in November perhaps as greater than it was during the Great Depression and we're going to have Tens of thousands of Americans dead. And under the best circumstances, let's say if Trump wasn't incompetent and he had done all the right things um, in in terms of this uh, coronavirus, they'd still be pissed off. The voters would be pissed off because they lost a cousin or mother or father or son or friend or they themselves got sick with this virus. And they wouldn't have anybody else to blame it on but the person who's in charge. And so they would blame it on him even if he had made all the right moves, of which he's not made any.
0: All right, let's take it uh, point by point, uh, things to catch up on with you. Uh, there's a lot on my list. I'm going to just tell you right up front when I want to talk about the utter insanity. Oh, of.
1: Okay, all right. okay, let's do Wisconsin before we go. Okay. Let's do one thing with Wisconsin. Go ahead. The reason the, the Republicans pulled out every trick in the book is because they wanted to suppress the vote in November mm-hmm. for Trump. And Trump wanted that because they're, they're in trouble. So they needed this right-wing judge on the Supreme Court to vote in favor of voter suppression mm-hmm. and now that she is not there that's not gonna happen
0: well let me just uh amend that the republicans okay. will still hold a four to three majority uh, on the supreme court so they'll yeah. still be able to uh in the issue that you're talking about kicking off 200 so it, th-
1: it would have been over, overwhelming then now they have to yeah, they, they still have that. Yeah. But now they have to think about that. Because if they if they continue on the path that they're on, we'll be speaking about the Republicans as we do about the Whigs.
0: Why do you, what do you mean by that? Talk about that. Why, why do you think they'll yeah. go... I know you mean that ultimately they'll go extinct, like the Whig Party exactly. went extinct. Exactly. But why do you exactly. think this means the death knell of the Republicans? Explain.
1: The Republicans have destroyed destroyed America as we know about. It. In fact, and this, this was jumping the shark, basically, that you're going to insist on having... An election when a pandemic is going on, forcing voters to choose between voting their their right as American citizens to vote, or their their health, or, the, or their life, and that they, they may die. And so, it's, I mean, it's this this with the with the the jury when Trump was impeached, and they didn't hold a, a trial for there, there are so many things that are building up, and, and what's really interesting is um, Kenosha went for the Democrat. Karofsky. Uh, yeah.
0: Jill Karofsky.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they they voted Democratic, and that's a that's that's um, a very white Republican area of Wisconsin. No. So th- all signs, uh, yeah.
0: Go ahead. Finish your thought. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Now all, 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 all signs point to the American people are fed up to here with the Republicans, and it's going to be, it's, it's, if Republican is going to be a bad word. In fact, I, I predict that this, this time next year, it's going when, when you, um, you talk to people. Nobody's going to admit to having voted for Trump. It's going to be a badge of dishonor.
0: Well, well, let me amend that statement a little bit. I believe okay. that thirty-five percent to forty percent—I don't know—I'm just throwing numbers out here.
1: Yeah, that's the, he's at forty. He got—he has a forty percent um, basement right now.
0: Okay, so that's that. Those those are his people, and they're going to stick with yeah. him. And they like him.
1: No, 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 no.
0: You don't think that 40% you don't think the crop. Remember when Trump said I could shoot somebody at fifth Avenue and they'd still vote for me.
1: Yeah. You don't think those people still exist in America. The difference is he could shoot somebody else, but now he's shooting them and there. If if you go to, uh, Sioux city, South Dakota, Mm -hmm. for example, um, that's in the in in, 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 in the hinterland that's, that's not in New York City or in Los Angeles or California anything like that as those deaths start start mounting in those small towns in the Midwest and in the south uh, in Trump country and they don't have the the medical equipment or personnel to deal with the 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 the, the pandemic pandemic, um, it's it's, it's going to convert a lot of Christians.
0: Well, all right. Would, whatever it's
1: just human nature. So so you know, and, and the thing is, he's been holding these quote um, press conferences or our updates or whatever the hell he calls it things he has every day where he goes on for two hours lying <laughs> yeah. um any, any, anyway people are watching and they're seeing the lies and and as the virus encroaches more and more on them and theirs um, it's going to be a mind changer
0: i i just so wanted,
1: i mean ahead. there will be there will always be some people but what, I'm, what I, I'm saying is that you can, you, you'd can be able to cut that number in half by the time we get to November.
0: Oh half. that's, that's Listen, th- that's very optimistic. By the way, we, I just want to tell folks uh, tomorrow I'm going to have on as a guest an activist who is uh, involved in the, the Wisconsin election. We're going to uh, sort of take a deep dive on what went down and uh, what the Democrats had to do to win back Wisconsin uh, and uh, take it apart. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that conversation tomorrow. But one of the one of the trends that has been developing over the last well, well there's two uh, the 2018 midterms and then what went, went down in Wisconsin in Monroe and you alluded to this was suburban areas, predominantly white areas. Um, Donald Trump lost those votes. Republicans lost those votes in 2018, and they lost them again right. yesterday. And there's a, a level of denial in the Republican Party that works to their detriment, follow me when I'm saying, Donald Trump is such an egomaniac that he can never admit that he did anything wrong. Right. He can never admit for anything. anything. And so he's just going right. to plow ahead and do what he wants to do. And he's so intimidated. The other members of the Repu- the powers that be in the Republic, you can't even call them powers that be because there's only one power in the Republican Party anymore. It's the right. it's the party of Trump. So he's it's so intimidated. The others, they, they're they afraid they're afraid to criticize him. They're afraid to critique, offer critiques to him and stuff. And he's incapable. Even if they were to say, Donnie, you got to change your ways. You got to change your evil ways.
1: No, when- oh, no, they said it to him. They said it. Well, this is how they say it. Oh. You should tweet less.
0: <laughs> okay, boss, please. But
1: you know what I'm saying? It's not like anybody says. And now, oh, the other thing they're saying now is um, you shouldn't be on TV every night talking about the virus. You should let the experts talk about it. Maybe you should come on once a week, not every night. He's in... Prece- because, yeah. yeah, because what the, your average American voter is seeing is what an idiot he is, and, and how what a horrible person he is. He's, he's not shown to date. He's not shown one ounce of empathy or sympathy for the thousands of people who have died as a result of the virus. He's too busy blaming Obama, blaming the media, blaming the Chinese, blaming who, blaming anybody, but he's not responsible for any of it. And he lied. You know, of course, and, and the problem he has, though, is when it was the national media only reporting the stories, then it was the fake news. But now the local media across the nation is reporting about the virus because it's local news. People are being hit by the virus. Their hospitals are under siege by the virus. And so it's not uh, MSNBC or CNN talking about it. It's whatever little station, TV station they have where everybody knows everybody. And... um, So the the truth is filtering through, and the the truth will set us free, the American people. Monroe
0: Anderson Anderson has been (laughs) predicting this since January 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, has not wavered one bit in this prediction.
1: I said said he was unfit then, and and he's proving to be unfit day in and day out now. No. and the scary thing is that he's in charge of our lives. Yes,
0: it is a scary thing, and uh, I watch locally for signs that the Trumpsters locally are going to wavering, and they're not yet. And that's that's how bamboozled they are, Monroe, uh, the Republican Party in Illinois.
1: But no, no, it's not so much bam. It's not so much bamboozled at this point. Now it's um, human nature that when you made a mistake, you don't want to admit that you made a mistake. That's going to be the last thing they'll get around to it. Wow. But that's the last thing they have to. They're still trying to to cling on to. Well, um, he's he's not that bad, and it's somebody else's fault. You know, they're going along with his leadership. That's why. You have um, the church leaders insisting on having church, where you, instead of having the distance, uh, honoring the distance uh, rule, they 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 want to they they want to have church on, on Sunday, for Easter Sunday, which is crazy. You know, I mean, if you were, I'm I'm, I'm not religious, but it would seem to me. That if you were truly a religious person, you believed in God, um, you should you could worship God in a church. You could worship God in your bathroom. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I think mean, since God's supposed to be everywhere, then you don't have to be in a certain place
0: to worship. No, there and there is a level of lunacy here, and I'm probably going to have this conversation next week with our ace attorney uh, Jim Coogan, who talks legal issues. But Attorney General yeah. William Barr uh, issued this proclamation that he was going to be vil- vigilant watching to make sure that no states infringed on the First Amendment uh, rights of churchgoers to go to church in the middle of the pandemic. Right. As right. though there's a liberty involved. And You're absolutely correct. it could still practice their religion virtually. Because right. <laughs> I'm doing this show from my attic you right. know what I'm saying you ordinarily Monroe, you would be sitting across the table from me uh, right. and we would be conversing in the studio but because of the cir- special circumstances life-threatening circumstances we've made an adjustment so people going to church or synagogues or mosques can make those adjustments nobody is saying you can't practice your religion and yet right. That's how they're spinning it. That's how the attorney general Monroe
1: right because this is this is all politics. this has nothing to do with religious it's re- religion it's um us versus them. We still have the tribalism and um uh, so they're going to cut off their noses despite their faces.
0: all right, let's talk so about, what's gonna go
1: ahead. yeah, okay. No, so what's going to happen mm-hmm. is all those people who congregated in those various mega churches, uh, mega churches, mega, churches ma- mega mega churches, mm-hmm. mega magic churches. Anyway, um, there's going to be an, an infectious um, outbreak before this week is out. Because it doesn't take the way the, the virus works is um, – one person is infected, that person infects two, who those infect, two infects four, and it just goes on and on and on and on. That's, that's, that's why sheltering in place is um, an excellent solution to slowing down the spread of the virus.
0: All right, let's, let's break uh, down some examples. Of what you call the us versus them, the tribalism, the mindset of Republicans, the mindset of MAGA hat wearers, the mindset of Trump followers. Representative Trey Hollingsworth, you pointed this out to me. I had missed this one, and I went up and read it. Uh, A congressman, this man is a congressman, was elected by the good people of a district in Indiana. This is your congressman in action, uh, Hoosiers, just saying. Uh, And he says... It's
1: it's just why why I'm out of Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) I went to college with people like
0: this. Monroe Anderson, uh, for those who are listening for the first time, is the proud son of Gary, Indiana, uh, and uh, went to Roosevelt High School, graduated, uh, one of the outstanding writers that come from the city of Gary, Indiana. And then he went to Bloomington. He decided he doubled down. He goes, I like Indiana so much, I'll go to the University of Indiana. And then he said, I've had about enough of Indiana. Hasn't been back since. I was in the seventies. I love, I love Gary, Indiana. I love Northwest Indiana. Don't get mad at me, Indiana and Hoosiers. Uh, but um, and South Bend, I've come to uh, like South Bend thanks to uh, our a frequent guest in this show. Uh, Henry Davis. Anyway, uh, but uh, this Trey Hollingsworth, this congressman, said, put on your big boy, it's time to put on your big boy and big girl pants and decide between lesser of two evils, restarting the economy and kill more people or keep staying at home and kill more jobs. Man, Monroe, unpack that for me, please. The man's lost his mind.
1: Well, yes, exactly, exactly. No, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, what he said was, if there's a choice between American life lives or the American um, style of life, then you got to go with the American style of life, where we have our booming economy and um, we can free to go, we feel free to go to church. And we can feel free to die in large numbers. <laughs> that's that's his choice, yeah. he says. Now it's nuts because it, and 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 um, you have other situations like that among Trump nuts, Republicans. Um, it, there's also uh, South Dakota, who's, who's a city where this there's, there's this meat factory. Where they had outbreak. And they finally got around Smithfield, uh, meat packing. And they finally got around to closing it down. Because right now, the infections have continued and continued. It's up to 400 and some employees right now. Um, and their governor of, of South Dakota is this uh, Republican woman who refuses. To um, order everyone to uh, stay in shelter because she says people ought to have a right to go where they want to and work or not work, or worship or not work. That that's the American way.
0: See, I I, so there you go. I believe this stems from Trump, and I'll tell you why. Donald Trump has been unwilling. To recognize the threat consistently, right, and without equivocation. So he
1: called it a host if you were yes. six weeks ago,
0: and he didn't want to
1: recognize.
0: He didn't yeah. want to recognize this threat of this pandemic because it undercut the message he was making about how much. America has thrived under his leadership, which was a fictitious message to begin with, Monroe, because it wasn't bad as he said it was at the start. And it's not as great as it is now, as he claims it is now. And people who believe in it, just it's like you want to believe in the Easter Bunny. So he he didn't want to acknowledge this. And so all these people are following in line. Just just think about this notion, Monroe, that somehow or other, it's a choice between a full roaring economy and staying at home. And so if you allowed people to come back to the workforce right now, before it was too, uh, be, before the the, the uh, plague was eradicated or under control, they wouldn't just spread it again. So it's not like, oh, we could ju- just, let's reopen all the McDonald's. And right, the economy is going to be booming now,
1: again. It's not, it's, it's, it, the economy will not boom again until we get the virus. I mean, the vaccine. Until we get the vaccine. And the vaccine will not be ready probably for 18 months, but most optimistically, not until around election time or afterwards. And that's under the, 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 the most incredible of circumstances. And the problem is. Trump has been a lousy president. He's never he's never in approval ratings been over 50. And so what he was going to run on is the thing he's running on was the great economy that he put together or he alone did put to put it together and um, 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 unemployment in the stock market. Booming, all, all these things. So now the stock market is, is tanked, and will continue to tank. Unemployment, um, optimistically, will be at 14 percent. Conceivably, to be as high as 30. And if you recall, uh, the Great Depression, the highest unemployment was during the Great Depression. 24.9%. So we could have unemployment greater than the Great Depression, or sh- surely worse than it was um, even under um, Bush when, when, when things were, fell apart on Bush. And so he, the only thing he has to run on is that he's put a bunch of, of young white racist men in, in court positions. And so he's desperately trying to get the economy going again, which is nuts mm. because there is no protection. But the problem is, I mean, he's been so incompetent. He hasn't. He, he hasn't even tested. We don't know. We're flying blind. We don't know where the virus is. And since so this particular virus um, doesn't show symptoms for for two weeks after you have it you can run around infecting a whole lot of other people because you don't know you have so it. So it, it, can, it, it can replicate in, in huge numbers. This is why the shelter-in-place is necessary. But also what we need to be doing, if we had a competent president in office, what we would be doing is testing madly as many people as we could uh, we, we would test to see who has the virus and then we would test to see who has had the virus because there's some people who had the virus and didn't know that they had no symptoms whatsoever uh, they are are the symptoms were as bad as a, a cold common cold and so they uh, they have antibodies bodies now so they won't be uh, um Spreading it around anymore. And the other thing is in testing, if you, you test for the virus and it comes up uh, with someone having it, then what you do is you, you track all their contacts and you test them to see if they have the virus. You know, it's, it's a major, major job. And Trump has t- taken no steps, zero steps Effectively to deal with this, and so we don't know where we are. But we don't know where the virus is going, and we don't have a vaccine. And, and if you go back to the the bubonic um, plague, it killed literally half of the Europe. Half the Europeans died from the from the disease.
0: Well, I'm i it's scary. Yeah, it is scary. I'm hoping that's not the case now. Obviously, all right. Uh, we've so we've talked about. No,
1: we won't kill half. Of, no, because because we we're, we're making effort and some of the um, some of the governors, the governors have taken charge. Cuomo, Newsom, Cuomo in New York, Newsom in California, Pritzker in Illinois. I mean, you have governors who have have have, have, have taken steps to lessen. The, the virus. All right, let me give you one, one more little interesting fact, depressing fact. Okay. With the ventilators that they've had trouble yeah. getting, if you if if you get so sick that they have to put you on a ventilator, um, you have a 15% chance of surviving. 85% of the people who are put on ventilators die. Wait.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. That's a very uh, (laughs) cheerful. uh, (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. All right, Monroe. uh, So in the three years you and I have having these irregular conversations, a couple things have become clear. I'll deal with them uh, about you. One, you're a Trumpologist. You've uh, dedicated your last two years of your life to the study of Donald John Trump. As such, you're sort of an expert on Trump. Uh, In addition to that, uh you love going toe-to-toe with MAGA hat wearers. <laughs> you have yeah. a lot more for afford- you thrive on it. And back in the old days, right. I love saying this. You scared them all off. Even the toughest ones yeah. were afraid to call in. I'm scared of him. All right. So we're gonna right. take we're gonna take uh both aspects of, of your life here. Uh we'll we'll get to the you dealing with the MAGA hat wearers. The best and brightest brains that MAGA hat. America has confront Monroe on a regular basis on Facebook. So these are the smartest MAGA hat wearers out there. These are the smart, you know, like, th- these are like the real bright ones. They've got their degree from Donnie Trump himself, and they go out. <laughs> Trump, Trump you. Trump you. Yeah, they got they get right. their stakes from Trump. They got their ties from Trump. All right, so we'll get to the, the best and the brightest of the MAGA hat crowd. But tr- your your uh, your degree in Trumpology. Now, I presume, particularly with the pandemic, you've been spending time watching uh, Donald Trump's briefings. Yeah. Give me a general s- sense. Uh, you must have seen Monday's performance, which was uh, a record breaker. <laughs> Where he, he was like, a, "Well, you tell me." Which, so, uh, what's your review as a Trumpologist? of Donald Trump's press briefings uh, on the pandemic?
1: I'm going to give you uh, the most academic description I can, okay? Okay. It's a clown show. <laughs> <laughs> he has. He started off um, basically <laughs> saying that it was no big deal. He started off saying that it was only 15 and, and it was, Democratic hopes to get to him and what have you. When they got a projection, projection through the modeling of how the disease would spread, that if he continued to do nothing and to dis- dismiss it as a hoax, etc., we were going to lose someplace between 1.2 million and 2 million Americans. Mm-hmm. That freaked him out. So that's when he decided to listen to Dr. Falsy, and Dr. Burke, and um, so he started having these um, uh, news conferences, I guess you would call them, I'm not sure, they really are clown shows, but he comes on and he lies time after time, and he's gone through so many changes, because initially when he was on, he was he was talking about how he, he uh, the Chinese were doing a good job with it, and the World Health Organization was doing a great job. Um, Monday, it's um, it's no longer like that. Or yesterday, at least, no longer now. The World Health Organization he, he stopped giving money to the people to the organization most influential. In, in tracking and, and trying to come to some solution mm-hmm. to this pandemic because he's looking for somebody to blame and he, he, we, day in and day out he, he does two things or three things first of all he doesn't express any sympathy or empathy for the, those who are, who are dying or who have died um, secondly uh, he blames anybody and everybody he can. Uh, some sometimes with the media, sometimes with the um, governors who, who who've been taking charge, leading where he didn't. Sometimes it was the Obama administration because of things they didn't do, according to him, which is a lie. But I mean, and he constantly lies. In fact, it's got to a point with the the news media where they start off their report by fact-checking the things he said. Mm-hmm. And and so now we're at a point, he has not yet taken responsibility for anything whatsoever with all of it. Uh But we still don't have the test. We still don't have the uh, PPE, personal protection equipment. Uh, we still we, we still don't have a lot of the equipment that the medical professionals need. And we still don't know where the virus is. But he goes on he brags about no, and, and, and this is how he lies. He brags about how um, he stopped the Chinese from coming in. He, he, he stopped that or, we, or the deaths would have been much worse, but he was ahead of himself at these times. Now, first of all, the reality is, the truth is that uh, 43 other countries had also stopped the Chinese from coming in when he did it. So he was not a leader in that era. But also, as it turns out, after he stopped the Chinese from coming in, 40,000 Chinese came in anyway, one way or the other. It was a partial partial, uh, stopping, not total. So he just, he goes and, and he 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 parades, he, he makes um, his experts, uh, they have to, he, he tells some lie or give some some misinformation, then then his experts have to come on behind him and try to figure out diplomatically how to say either he was A, lying, or B, he didn't know what the devil he was talking about. But they have to correct it because this is life and death. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the previous three years, it, it, it was um, just dismantling America and American principles and morals or what have you, but it wasn't putting people in the grave. Now, we are the leading country. We, we have 621,000 um, cases, uh, uh, recorded cases. The second closest country to us, Spain, has 177,000. So we are now the leader in, in, in suffering from this pandemic. And, and, and yet he said that he saved us. He saved us. He's done a great job. And he saved us.
0: All right. So that is the Trump clown show. And, right, uh, and,
1: right. Actually, what what he's reduced it to because he can't have his r- rallies anymore. Yeah, because of the crowd. So he's he's reduced the press conferences where he's supposed to giving you an up, be giving you an update on COVID nineteen um, into um, his rally and t- telling us how wonderful he, uh, he is and what great things he's done. Yeah, and he's lying. In the meantime, we're now at 31,669 deaths in America. And it will only continue to grow. Yeah.
0: By the way, and you didn't, it it was, uh, (laughs) I was going to get to uh, your exchange with the best and the brightest minds of Trump MAGA hat country. Uh, Yeah. But we just have to note that the council he put together to study reopening the, um, uh, the economy includes his daughter and his son-in-law.
1: <laughs> right. It's like you can't make this stuff up, Monroe. Right. And and it includes people that didn't know they were on there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that name has be uh, released. You know, I mean, it'd be like if if, um, you, if somebody called you up tomorrow, if that. Man, I didn't know you were on the President <laughs> Trump, <laughs> Council to revive America, <laughs> and he, what? I didn't know it either.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I want to be. And then, and then, it's a funny thing. It's like everybody with Trump, everybody's so afraid of saying the wrong thing because it go nut. So let's, say, you know, like the people that they they learn from a reporter that they're on this council and you could see them thinking, I don't want to be on this council. You know what I'm saying? Right, because exactly. you're sort of used. If you're on the council, you know what I mean? You're, you're, there's a great risk that you're going to be a prop in Donald Trump's
1: campaign. Well, not, and not only that, but that um, you, you'll you'll be a prop or things will go wrong and he'll blame you yeah. for it because he's not responsible for anything. There, there's this book out, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but the title to the book is Everything That Trump Touches died.
0: <laughs> oh, it's <that's> sad. <laughs> and it's but... written
1: by a Republican.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the book and of the Republican, uh, that small faction, I wrote about them actually not too long ago in the reader, very small faction of the Republican Party, very small faction, I might add, who have been uh, uh, vehemently, vociferously versus, versus, battling Trump almost as uh as um, as passionately as you have, Monroe, uh, from yeah. the get go. So I have to give them right. a credit. I don't agree with them probably on anything ideologically, but I respect them for uh, standing up uh, to Donald Trump.
1: All right, let's deal right, with the because they're true conservatives. They're true conservatives, and Trump is Trump's a true con artist.
0: Yes, he is a con artist. That's what he is. It's what he's been the whole time. It's what he's been his entire career. I've watched his career. Right. I've, right. and uh, not as closely as you have but I have watched it and it's amazing how many uh, de- uh, Americans have been conned now let's get to that on a regular basis and okay. a routine basis um, you post things on your Facebook page which you pretty much welcome uh, the best and the brightest minds of MAGA hack country to respond to and right. uh, you're, <laughs> you're con- <laughs> constantly engaging uh the Trumpsters and so I need to know this Monroe yeah. mostly they try to counterpunch so right. you'll point out something very factual about Donald Trump and as right. opposed to defending him they'll they like, they have names that they, they well they, they from Trump they make like uh the that they call the Democrats the dementia party uh right. you know they'll so they'll try to come up with you know funny uh, like Uh, names to call the Democrats, Uh, have they been able to uh, come up with an actual defense of Trump's performance or behavior?
1: Uh, Yeah, but Trump lies. That's the defense. It's like um, Obama screwed everything up, and Trump, Trump, um, Trump has the most jobs and the greatest economy and the lowest... And and, and, um, all these black people are going to, they call it black, black, black because all these black people are going to leave the Democrats to vote for Trump and uh, let's see um, what they'll tell us is about how uh, black unemployment has never been lower than it is right now under Trump now this is pre-everybody being fired, of course, Mm -hmm. laid off but I will respond to that when they tell me about how 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 great unemployment was among blacks. I would say you're right um, it has it it hasn't been this good since eighteen sixty three when there was literally no black unemployment <laughs> 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 Blacks haven't had it this good since slavery. <laughs> right. Everybody had a job back then. <laughs> no money, but a job. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh,
0: Got to laugh. Keep them crying, Monroe.
1: Right, right. No, but they do. You know, I mean, they. The um, <laughs> the and of course they attacked me. Well. Well, liberals are known as um, Libtar. That's the nickname for yeah. us in general. We're <laughs> Um And yeah. I'm totally delusional if I think that Trump is not going to win. There's one guy um, who I sparred with all the time. Uh, He's a cheerleader. He has a cheerleader website for Trump. And (laughs) he says that all this stuff we're doing to Trump right now is going to bring out all 70,000 voters, supporters of Trump. They're going to be so angry. They're coming out. (laughs) So not only is Trump going to win, but he's going to win by a landslide. Yeah. All right. Well, and, and I've challenged all of them. And I fight with all of them. I said, "Will somebody please give me an intelligent scenario on how Trump is supposed to win uh, when, when we're going to have all these people dead and all these people unemployed? Why are people going to rush to the polls?" polling booth to make sure that this guy gets back in so we can
0: have more of that. Yeah.
1: And nobody's responded yet. Yeah, because because they go silent on me.
0: Yes. All right, very good. That's uh, Monroe Anderson. We're going to close it down uh, every Wednesday or every other Wednesday or whenever he's not busy. uh, No,
1: it's got to be, I had a writing project. He
0: had his writing project. Uh, And uh, great Monroe Anderson joins us so, Monroe, uh, uh, we'll let you go. We'll bring you back. Next time you come on, we'll take a closer look at the Democratic side of things, uh, Biden and Bernie and Obama.
1: Yeah, now I want to talk about uh,
0: we'll, Biden. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get to Joe we'll Biden. He, well, he's not yeah. going anywhere. Uh, all right. right. Very good. Monroe, you take well, he, care. He's
1: going to the White House, but okay. All uh, right. right. Talk to you later.
0: Okay. Take care. That's a great. Monroe Anderson. Great I'm Monroe. Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody.